In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my producer, co-host, and my partner in crime, only misdemeanors, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing really good, and you're correct. I I've only got misdemeanors on my I, I record. I probably shouldn't <laughs> joke about that in this day and age when everybody's wanting to protest and walk down the streets and do things. But, um, <laughs> hey, man, I want to encourage our guys right now. We Guys, we exist to help you become your best version, and we've got several wonderful resources to do that. Head on over to our website. You can grab a free electronic version of my bathroom book for men. This is a 365-day devotional. Guys, we need reminders. This is a daily reminder. For those of you guys who like sports and the outdoors, you're going to really love this devotional. I recommend you go to our store and buy the copy. Put it next to your toilet. Read it every morning. Uh, don't use the paper, of course, just to read. But uh, pick that up, and uh, we'd love to have you get involved. We want to help you guys become your best version. So, hey, Dale, do you got a man law for me today, brother? I do. My man law is... Men, you got to date your wives. You have to get out and get alone time with her. She needs it. You need it. And the kids need to see it. They need to see that you love her and you're going to spend that time with her. So that's my man law. Date your wife. Well, and I think a great point of wisdom there too, Dale, is to, guys, check your wives out. Gary Smalley used to talk about the way he would acknowledge his marriage health would be to ask his wife. You know, men, we're like the we're like the thermostats. We regulate the temper of the marriage, but the wife, she's the thermometer. She will tell you the temperature of that marriage. So don't get caught off guard. Don't get caught thinking your marriage is strong when it's not. Date your wife. Have conversations, right? So that's a good one, man. Hey, today our topic, the meat of this podcast is blended families creating a climate of connection. And I took this out of pages uh, 126 to 131 out of Ron Deal's book, Building Love Together in Blended Families. Now, if you remember right, Ron is a great guy, great podcast with Ron. Did you enjoy him? Oh, I did, very much. You know, it's really fun to have some of these guys that are, you know, he's known around the world, but he's he's the most widely read and viewed of experts on blended families in the country. He's the founder of Smart Step Families, 
director of Family Life Blended for Family Life, and he's the co-author of over a dozen books and video resources on step family living, including the best-selling book that he wrote with Gary Chapman, who wrote the Five Love Languages book, and this book is called Building Love Together in Blended Families. And so I'm a product of a blended family, and this is taking me back to, you know, it's funny how you remember these things, back to uh, my uh, early teen years and how our new families interacted. And really, uh, I wrote a blog on this that guys can get uh, our weekly blog and our equipping blast by just going to the website and subscribing, or they can just go to the website itself and just scroll down and and find the blogs there. But uh, I wrote a blog on our family. And when my parents got divorced on my 13th birthday, within a year, I did not have one family to deal with. You know, my mom who remarried with my stepdad, but now I had three families to deal with. I had her you know, my stepmom, my dad remarried, my stepmom and her family. So my dad lived there. So I had that family to contend with and to blend with. I had the family I actually lived with, with my brother, sister, and my stepdad that I had to blend with. And I had this third family, which was my stepfather's children and interacting with them, that when they came over, there's a whole nother blending. So I literally had three families to blend with. And this is really, really tricky. And what I want to talk about is is how do we create, how do people from a blended family, now I'm the I'm an ACOD, I'm an adult child of divorce, but I have never been divorced myself. So I've been married to Shannon almost 28 years, so our kids are, have never experienced this. But for those of you who are in uh, a blended family, what can you do in your second or third marriage to really create a climate of connection? This is in Ron's books. I'm just going to go down here at 10 things. And Dale, if you've got something to say, you can say it. But I know that your parents were divorced and remarried each other. Mm-hmm. So you had a weird story in itself. But your, uh, but your wife has three, three other sisters from all different men, right? Right. And so, so she's had this blending having to deal with her life. So the first one is this, strengthen your marriage. You know, Dobson said, uh, used to tell us that, you know, if you want to increase your sex life, do the dishes type of thing. You know, build your marriage. That's the foundation for any blended family. These kids need to make sure that you love your wife, that she's the most important person on the planet. And if you are in a second or third marriage, which a blended family is, your wife is still more important than your kids. Don't give your kids the, or don't give your wife the, my kids are the most important thing on the planet to me. That's a secular philosophy. That is not biblical. So if you're a Christian man, your wife comes into this scenario and she's now a priority and your kids need to realize that because she's the foundation of the health of this blended family, right? So number two, apply love languages wisely. I recently took Gary Chapman's five love languages. I found the test online. It's free. I sent it to my three sons, my wife, and my son's very, very serious girlfriends. One's a fiance. One is very, very serious. And we want to learn their love languages. And so we learn their love languages, but now we want to learn their dialect. In other words, Shanna's love language is acts of service, but her dialect is foot rubbing, getting her a coffee. I've learning this dialect to, to love my wife better, right? So when we have stepchildren in the home, what is not only, not only what is their love language, but what is their dialect? How do they want you? How do they respond to love? We need to learn that. We need to master that, right? Number three is seek to build bridges. And Ron Deal talked about this in his book about being patient. We're building a bridge. There has been a great loss. In fact, Ron called that the that loss is the elephant in the room, and it's the elephant in the family. There's a loss. There's been a death. And so parents 
often will make the mistake in their zeal and their love for Jesus to come in and try to win the kids over, the stepkids, and you can't do that overnight. Very, very, very rare. But what you can do is you can seek to build bridges. I think of my stepmom. Uh, when she came in, she realized I was very, very close to my mother, and she just sat back, and she was the nice lady that everybody liked. And she, if you came to her, she'd give you advice, but she was very much engaged in, in family events and having fun together, but she never never offered anything. And then my my stepfather was the same thing. He was the same way. He was the guy bringing the pizzas home. He was the guy going, hey, if you're drunk, friends, get drunk, come over to our house and hang out. I, honestly, he was the guy who... Why, <laughs> It'd be abuse now, but he brought a porn one. Porn. Hey, let's watch a porn together, which is super inappropriate wow. and probably abuse. But when I was sixteen, I thought this is the coolest step right? in the world. But he was about winning us over, right? And I, I, if you're a stepdad, listen, to this, don't do that because we love Jesus. And in that situation I was in, I was not one of those guys. So, um, yeah, that was an awkward little moment on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, number third, number four. Have fun together and find common ground. I I thought, you know what, Dale's like, yeah, look at a porn. <laughs> well, it's interesting. My mom and my stepdad, and then my dad and my stepmom, we would do a lot of camping together. I met my mom and stepdad got a, a water ski boat, which my dad didn't really have. And we would go do that with them, and uh, you know we'd go camping and fishing with my dad. So we had these th- these different things we did to find common ground and have fun. And I had a really positive experience. I'm I, I, I'm I really love my stepbrothers and sisters from both marriages. I see them still, and uh, you know to some degree, right? But uh, yeah, it was good. There was my parents did a good job with their with their spouses of pulling in with a common ground. Number five, expect a golden rule. Things take time to develop, and trust takes time to be earned. But what you can demand is, hey, we're going to treat each other the way we would want to be treated, and then you could discipline when that doesn't happen. So number six, recognize the importance of each child, which goes along with the love languages. All these kids are different. In my situation, uh, I was 13 when my parents divorced. Uh, My brother was almost 11. My sister was almost nine. So I understood everything that was going on in the relationship. I understood a lot of the dynamics. And quite frankly, I was really bitter. I was really angry at my dad. I was bitter. My brother and sister didn't understand that because they were younger. And I needed to be dealt with different, right? Where with my stepdad, I was the man of the house at 13, 14 years old. And so when he came in the picture, he did not try to take control over the house. He just tried to make me his friend so that he could live in harmony. So he did, they all dealt with me different. And my sister really rebelled because she was young. She was a girl. Her dad was no longer in the home. He was living down the street, uh, you know, in another home with another family. And although he was very close to us as children, my sister really, really rebelled against my stepdad, who tried to be more of a parent to her. And it just didn't work well. And so every kid is different. We just need to treat them differently. Number seven, encourage, encourage cheering for each other. You know, my step parents went to every game I ever had in, in college. They went to, they were at everything and they were involved in cheering us on. Uh, my mom was very involved in cheering on her stepchildren who played high school sports and did different things. So it's really important that, that we come around those kids and cheer them on whatever they're doing. Number eight, create rituals of connection and traditions. 
you know, my stepdad, every Christmas, we, we would have Christmas Eve at my mom and my stepdad's house. And my stepdad had a golf tournament. We lived around a nine-hole golf course, and we would have all the guys go golf. You know, what are the traditions that are established? You know, my mom and stepdad had a boat. What are the things that you like to So establish, no, Dale, porn was not a tradition. That <laughs> happened one time with a roundtable pizza. Yeah. So uh, stop looking at me that way. Sure did. And then number, number uh, it is what it is. What am I going to say? It's part of my history, right? So number nine, road trip. And, you know, Gary Smalley in a lot of his writings uh, talked about the number one thing families did to stay close together was to go camping. And when I say camping, they got close because camping is usually disastrous. And so it's through the disaster and the troubleshooting that families grow closer together. Uh, it's me and Darby hunting at six, you know, at 7,800 feet elevation in a snowstorm while he's got the flu, and him saying, I'm miserable, Dad. I hate this. And I go, man, this is going to be a great story of you and I connecting. And so, uh, you know, fi- you know, my, my uh, mom and stepdad used to go, okay, pack them up. Let's go. We're going to go to Laughlin. And they, we would just do these random like road trips and go to a casino for a night. Now, I, <laughs> this is starting to play out worse than I thought. Man, I don't know, man. I, I think there might be some weird. Anyway, so when we were young adults, you know, just go do these road trips, right? So whatever. Anyway, so that's important. And number 10 is a phrase that we need to learn. I, I've probably ruined most of you right now. We're having unsubscribers because Ramos is childhood. Anyway, here's a quote I want you to learn. Out of respect for me. So they may not do it out of your position as step parent, but out of respect for you, as you as you can ask them to honor and respect the title that you bring as step parent. You aren't a parent, but as a step parent, they can respect, and then and then you in turn respect them as your spouse's children, right? And if we can operate in a mutual element of respect, I think a lot will happen. So I hope that helps you guys. Those of you guys working through and living in blended families that help you create a climate of connection. So guys, Dale, why don't you drive us home, man? What's next? For you guys to be your best version, we realize that you need to be in daily discipleship. So go to our website, pick up the 365 Daily Devotional, The Bathroom Book for Men. You can also go to our store on the website and pick up a physical copy, and we suggest that you do that. Put it on the back of the toilet, and you have it every time you go in there into your study. Yeah. So, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.